What is up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Flashback Cafe. I'm your host, Austin Spaulding. I'm and Connor with me, Oh, just kidding. I was going to say, and <laughs> with me, I've got... I'm Connor Seco. And I'm Barrett Wynn. Uh, and the, like I said, this is Flashback. Um, obviously, not the, same, uh, not the same way you're used to listening to us, but that's not going to stop us from doing the same old, same old. Um, as we regularly like to do on the show, um, we're going to use this, this little time as kind of a deep dive into a band um, just to give you guys some some information on, on on the music that really influenced us and I think there's no better way to start the first show than the band I've seen twice in concert and has always been in my Spotify top five uh, it's a band that I've, I've been listening to for probably like my whole life and that's Fallout Boy um, now Connor and Barrett before we get started I want to I just want to know how much you guys know about Fallout Boy like is there um, any kind of information you have that you knew about that you want to share? See, I'm I'm certainly no no expert on on Fall Out Boy. I started listening to them uh, back in like 20, 2014, uh, sometime after Save Rock and Roll came out. That was the first album of theirs that I like really listened to all the way through. Uh, so like like I don't I don't know a whole lot of their their like deep track early stuff. Mm-hmm. Or a whole lot about them as a whole, other than the fact that they're you know a bunch of Chicago boys. Yeah. And Barrett, I know you you said you had even less information on them. Yeah, I I know that they exist. I'll tell you that much. I listened to Thanks for the Memories a couple times when I was in like sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, but that was about it. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's I mean that's honestly like uh, what I think you're probably at like the average level of like people that know fallout boy is just like fallout you know, boy, singles. Yeah. um <laughs> so fallout boy started back in like the early 2000s um i believe it was like um 2001 they were they were doing some um they were all in different bands um right pete wentz and joe troman um were were in some so i think they were in a band together um, and they were all doing like some hardcore stuff, like har- very like intense punk. Um, and then they came together and were like, "What if we, what if we like take a break from this?" And they brought in Stump and eventually Hurley um, to, and they made Fall Out Boy together. Um, and so their first album came out in 2003, I believe. It was called "Take This to Your Grave," and that's honestly I don't know that album very well, and I feel like a fake fan for not knowing "Take This to Your Grave" super well. Um, but the one that really I got into was their their first big hit album, and that was uh, from Under the Cork Tree. Came out in two thousand five, and it went double platinum. Um, songs from that are uh, Sugar We're Going Down, Dance Dance, like those. Um, this is the album all of those came out on, and I think that's the first album that I really started listening to Fall Out Boy with. It was one of the first ones I bought for my car when I got it, um, and I think that's that's probably their album I think about the most when I think of them. Um, they followed that up with Infinity on High, which had Thanks for the Memories. Um, that's like the big one from that. This ain't a scene. It's an arms race. Um, and that one debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, which is cool. After that came Folly Ado, which is by far my favorite album of theirs. It's just an emotional roller coaster the whole way through. It, get, it makes you feel all sorts of ways, but it's kind of a very different direction from their first two. They took a, a three-year gap before coming back together and putting out what is probably their most popular and one of the ones regarded as their most 
uh, or their best album, which is Save Rock and Roll. Um, and then I got back into them around that time. Like, that's when I really got back into Fall Out Boy was when Save Rock and Roll came out. And then I pre-ordered their album that came out uh, when we were in high school, which is American Beauty, American Psycho. And their last album that has come out is called Mania. Um, and then they've released a couple, like, best of Fall Out Boy um, albums since then. Uh, or, like, throughout that time period, I think they just put out Believers Never Die 2, which is, like, a bunch of their best ch- songs and some other tracks. Um, and they're currently, or not currently, but they were doing the, the Hella Mega Tour with um, Weezer and Green Day. But that's just kind of, like, a history of Fall Out Boy. What well, I want to ask... Uh, well, I want to I add just a little fun history thing. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I've been researching since we started talking. Yeah. So, their name is reference to a Simpsons character. Really? Yeah, really? so Fallout huh. Boy is the sidekick of Radioactive Man. I love that. Yeah, uh. so the, at their, their first performance uh, was alongside uh, Tim McElroth and uh, The Killing Tree, which is another Chicago band, or not Chicago, uh, is, is Killing Tree Chicago? Midwest? Yeah, so Kill, Killing Tree is another Chicago band. Okay. So their first like actual performance was with them. And they, they introduced themselves before their performance as some really incredibly long name. Mm-hmm. Like, so long that they don't remember what it was. And then some audience remember, uh, yelled at them, No, you're Fallout Boy! And they were just like, Well, I guess that's our name now. That's really funny. <laughs> I love that. I So, that's funny to me because a lot of their song titles, I believe, draw inspiration from some sort of either literary or film reference. Um, and I think that's really cool that their, their name is derived from Simpsons then, cause that just really Simpsons. adds to like the, how involved pop culture has kind of been in them or in their, in their creation of a, as a yeah, pop punk a band. Palette. Um, and that's another thing I wanted to bring up is, so these guys have really laid the, the groundwork for pop punk, I think. Um, but I was wondering, so with Fall Out Boy being one of the, the longest running pop punk bands, uh, other than Green Day, are there any bands that you guys think have really like stood the test of time as strong as them? Um, like in that from that same kind of scene, because I feel like Fall Out Boy um, has really been like the number one that's that's kind of kept the same feel, but adapted and evolved throughout the years. Yeah, I will admit, pop punk is not a genre I have a ton of experience with. Mm-hmm. Just from hearing people talk, though, um, one name I get here. Or one name I hear get thrown around a lot is like My Chemical Romance. I think they, they've been around for a while, and to this day, I know for a fact people are still listening to them avidly. So even if they haven't necessarily adapted and kept up, they're at least maintaining a level of relevance and influence over the industry today. My Chemical Romance is an interesting one where I think after breaking up, they like they continued to grow, which doesn't happen often. Like they, <laughs> yeah. They're such they're an doing a icon. Re- they're about to go on a revival tour, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of any bands that have been as consistent as Fall Out Boy. I mean, I guess, I guess like pop punk specifically, I can name a handful of bands that have been you know, consistent in other genres. Like, like Foo Fighters have been yeah. doing pretty much the same thing yeah. since, since Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Counting Crows have been around for like 30 years doing the same thing. Uh, 
a lot of like classic groups that are still touring are more or less doing the exact same thing. I think that Blink One Eighty Two is also an example to like look at, uh, look at, at basically a complete change. Um, like Blink One Eighty Two now and Blink well, Blink One Eighty Two used to be are not the same bands at all. Um, but I think that they've been able to hold up, if that makes sense. Like, but they've had to make so many changes. Whereas Fall Out Boy, it's like the same yeah. four. I guess Hurley came in later, but like, at least the the. You got Patrick Stump, Pete Wentz, and uh, Joe were all, like, they were together for most of it. Yeah, I think sort of similar with uh, with Chili Peppers. While they've been more or less the same members since they started doing their thing, they've had to adapt their style more so than, mm-hmm. like, Fall Out Boy has. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, where, one of the reasons I've liked Fall Out Boy so much is that it's, while they have, like, a definitive pop-punk like vibe and it a lot of their music is hard to categorize into one specific sound like i I feel like yeah. fallout boy has always been a little bit different every time which yeah i, I can get behind that i credit to their success a lot if so, that yeah, makes no, I, sense. I have a i have a an, an interesting question for for you too okay what All is right. your least favorite fallout boy song oh no <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Young and Menace that much. Um but even one, one I don't even I like even less than that is I think I don't like Hold Me Tight or Don't. There's something about that song where it just everything feels a little bit off. Like there's just I want things to be changed just a little bit here and like here and there and I it just can't and I don't know what it is, but I don't I don't like that song very much. See, the, the one that comes to mind, uh, like, immediately for me is Rat-a-tat-tat. Really? See, like, I, I like the, uh, I like Fall Out Boy's parts, but all of Courtney Love's parts are awful. That's fair. Like, I... The, the, the song would be so much better if they did a, a remix of it where it was just their lyrical verses. I also think it's it's hard to say that um, I enjoy the album that they did where it's, oh gosh, it's um, American Beauty, American Psycho, but it's, they did like, it's called Make America Psycho Again. Oh yeah, all the, all the remixes. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work. It did not work and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Off of that, off of, of American Beauty... I mean, the title song is maybe the only song off of it that I don't particularly enjoy either. Really? Because it's it's just it's such a I don't know, it's so in your face. Just the like with with the rhythm and the hard stops and just the way that it sounds. Like, it doesn't fit with the rest of like how with how lyrical the rest of it is. Yeah, I think my problem with that album is more of how overplayed some of the songs got. So I don't really have a problem with American Beauty, American Psycho as much as I do like Uma Thurman um, and Centuries. But those songs are both technically good. It's just like they're so overdone to me. Yeah. I, I really like Favorite Record. Yeah, that song is so good. Um, I have a friend who thinks that Jetpack Blues from that album is one of the best songs Fall Out Boy has ever made. Jetpack Blues, I, I do think Jetpack Blues is incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. That it very much feels like a song from um the Folly Ado album. And 
that I like it. Like I really like it. Um, but it it has that emotion that Folia do carried with it, and yeah. I I appreciate I, it. American Beauty really it it brings me back to high school when I listened to it because that was like my my big like sad boy music phase. Yeah, and I would just I would throw that song, this this album up on on loop. Uh, Future Hearts by All Time Low. I would listen to on loop. Mm-hmm. Just, this I, I remember it brings me back to a simpler time. I got. So I pre-ordered the album, and then I got a Bluetooth speaker and a Bluetooth headphones, both, like, that Christmas after this album came out. And I remember almost exclusively playing American Beauty, American Psycho, through my little Bluetooth speaker. So if you ever came into the house, you could hear just like, I'm an American, I'm an American. It's just like, oh, what a time. (laughs) I was not aware, speaking of American Psycho, apparently that album was remixed. Um, yeah. featuring remixes from the Migos and Wiz Khalifa. And of all the two artists that you could blend together into one album, those are the three I would least expect. Yeah, that so, was the, uh, the, the Make America Psycho Again album. Yeah. Barry, yeah, you, yeah. Might, you may be shocked to hear this then. The first time I saw Fall Out Boy in concert, their openers were Hoodie Allen and Wiz Khalifa. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's... I will say the, the the rap industry and sort of like the punk slash pop industry is not necessarily punk pop. I've always had some weird overlaps. Yeah. But um, wow. <laughs> I didn't know Wiz Khalifa was in on that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. And then the second time I saw them, uh, they had Machine Gun Kelly as their and uh, they they co-headlined with Rise Against with Machine Gun Kelly opening. That's pretty sweet. Huh. Um. I, I will say that won't make sense. Wasn't that in? Wasn't that in Chicago? It was on. Uh, yeah, it was on Wrigley Island. Oh, that was really. Yeah. Ah, oh, I thought it was. I, I remember there was a a Fallout Boy Rise Against Show at Northerly Island. They did a couple Chicago shows. Um, like they went around Chicago for a couple days. Um, but I I got the Wrigley ones because I thought that would be like, the most special show. Um, I mean, I'm sure it was incredible. It was yeah. So they talked a lot about being from Chicago and what it, like Wrigley means to them, and I. Like, obviously, I'm not from Chicago, but it's, like, you still get that feel, like, when you're sitting in, like, if if I started a band and performed at, um, at Bush Stadium in St. Louis, um, I'm not from St. Louis, but growing up a Cardinals fan, like, if I performed where I used to go watch baseball games and spend a lot of time growing up, that would be so huge. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely got that from them, like, as they performed. Yeah. Um... So, you mentioned, or you asked us what our, our, our least favorite Fall Out Boy song is. Do you have a favorite Fall Out Boy song? Um, either of you? Save Rock and Roll is the one that, like, the title track for Save Rock and Roll is the first one that comes to mind, just because it's another that has so much, like, raw emotion behind it. Yeah, and Elton John was so good on that song. Yeah. I was going to say, my problem is, it's like I was saying at the beginning of the show, the number of singles that I know off the top of my head, I could probably yeah. count on one hand. <laughs> but um, thanks for the memories I listened to on a loop for a couple of weeks straight back in sixth grade. So just like the pure nostalgia factor of that one takes it for me. Yeah, that's, um, Sugar We're Going Down is, I it's that's my favorite one for nostalgia reasons, because I remember, like, that was on a CD my mom had. Um, which I've talked about a couple times, like finding songs that were on this CD. Um, 
Actually, Connor and I, we went to see Picnic in, like, went to that music festival up in the Chicago area, and we saw a band called Blue October perform, and they had a song that I called Love Calling Blue You. October. Uh, yeah, and so their song Calling You, I for, like, weeks, I was like, why do I know this song? And I finally sent it to my mom, and I was like, do you know this song? And she's like, yeah, that was on my CD, like, from my car. And it's like that, um, there's a Blink-182 song, there was Sugar We're Going Down, and there was, like... Some Three Doors Down and Nickelback or something. Um, but it's like I just – I vividly have remember listening to that song, like going to, to school and stuff. Um, so I, I will say Sugar We're Going Down is probably my favorite for nostalgia reasons. Um, yeah, looking at some, some track listings, I think another one of my favorites is Just One Yesterday. That's so good. Of, uh, Save Rock and Roll. Yeah. Um. I think my favorite song is probably um, the opener of Folly Ado. Um, because it, it really sets uh, like a precedent for what the rest of the album is going to be like. Um, With a lullaby or a dislo- disloyal order? The Disloyal of Order of Water Buffaloes. Which I think is a reference to um, Stand By Me, um, the, the song title itself. I'm not sure. Hmm. But there's, there's like a... <laughs> so I'll, I'll, they have a benevolent order of antelopes in um, Stand By Me, the movie. And hearing Disloyal... Wa- disloyal order of water buffaloes it's just like the two are so familiar to me that i think that that was um kind of a parody title of it um but that uh, so ac- according to uh genius it's saying that it's a reference to a uh, lodge and bowling team that fred flintstone and barney rubble belong to in the flintstones cartoon that makes even more sense yeah <laughs> but again like i said that's just some other stuff is such deep cuts in like TV and like pop culture, pop and I culture, think that, history. that that really helped. Like their knowledge of everything going on around them has been one of the most important um, reasons they've they've stuck around so long. Yeah, I, I can I can get behind that. I can agree with that. Yeah, it's also there's also like an aspect of relatability to that. I mean, mm-hmm. like you you're saying it's like knowing that the people on stage watch and listen to the same things that you listen and watch to will go a long way towards helping you appreciate their music that much more yeah like they have a song called 20 dollar nosebleed featuring brendan yuri also on folly to do and again one of my favorite songs because brendan yuri is just so perfect on it but it's called 20 dollar nosebleed um and they reference uh benzedrine which is an amphetamine um that would cause nosebleeds um, and when the song huh. came out, the pill itself was like you could buy it for like twenty bucks. Um, so it's like you hear twenty dollar nosebleed, and you hear them singing, um, "Give me a pen, call me Mister Benzedrine, um, don't let the doctor in. I want to blow off steam." It doesn't sit in right away. You're not like connecting the dots, but when you like see how much work they put into, like how smart their their lyrics and their titles are, it's it's just really impressive to me. Um, but that's, again, why I think that everything on Folly Ado could be listed as one of my favorite uh, songs of theirs. So, 
So, kind of taking a, a, a step off of off of Fallout Boy. Did you guys, I uh, Barrett, you said that you you weren't huge into pop punk growing up, right? No, not really. Um, and Connor, I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, sorry. Oh no, you're good. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I've I've had friends who are so like I've had like exposure to it, but I personally have never really been a part of that crowd. Okay. Um, and Connor, you you've dabbled in pop punk quite a bit, right? Yeah, definitely. The that my tastes are more the poppier side of pop punk. I would argue that mine are also uh, the the punk side is cool, and I like it every once in a while. But the poppier side is a little more fun um, to get into. Yeah. Um. So, if you could build a dream concert with bands from like the mid two thousands pop punk era. Do you think you'd like you could choose like two or three bands, um, an opener and two headliners? Who would you choose? Uh, I think I'd have to. So if we're if we're doing like like or like or like twenty tens mid two thousands pop punk, mm-hmm. I think I'd have to say like like early Rise Against when yeah. they were still when they were punkier than they are now. Uh, Blink, what do you need to do in Fall Out Boy? Okay, I respect that. Like like early Rise Against would open, and then Blink would go for like an hour, and then Fall Out Boy for like an hour. Yeah. Barrett, do you have any? Um... Um, does All American Rejects count as pop punk? We'll count them. Okay, and I was gonna say in that case, I'm not really sure who I want to be the openers. I guess Fall Out Boy and I don't know. So I, but I, I would definitely want a All American Rejects headliner. Yeah, that was a band that I listened to all the time growing up. Yeah, I'm trying to decide. All American Rejects was so good. Um, oh and I still God, go back yeah. and listen to the album. Um, There's self-titled album. Yeah, I think it's just, I was going to say, I think yeah. it's just called All American yeah. Rejects, and I love that album. It's so good. There's um, so many of their, I mean, I think that's like really, I think that's the best. I think that's like where all of their hits really came from, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I like, would. Like, the ones, like, off of that, uh. Their self-titled album, Swing Swing, is one of the so good the tracks. The last song is one of the tracks. Uh, I think they're like they're some of their like super popular stuff like came on Move Along, which was their second album. Mm-hmm. Which was like like Move Along was off of that one. Dirty Little Secret was off of that one. I think it ends tonight. Was it ends tonight is so good. Yeah. yeah, it ends tonight is such a good song. I th- yeah, I think if I were to build like my pop punk concert, um, I'm gonna since I've seen Fall Out Boy twice, I'm gonna exclude them from this. Um, my headliners, it's gonna be double headlining My Chemical Romance and Paramore. Um, and then I think probably I'd get All American Rejects just to do their self-titled album as the opener. Um, <laughs> and I think that'd be such a good concert. Because um, if you could have like Prime MCR and Prime Paramore. Uh, I don't think there'd be much, much more I'd ever need to see. Like I think that would be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen either of those bands in concert before? Or I have not. Um, Paramore. Okay. I got into Paramore after they started like kind of shifting over to um, more pop and less punk. Um, which I still would see them, but I just I think it's going to be a little bit too expensive, probably. For for me right That's now. That's fair. Um, 
And Michael McRomance, I got into him after they broke up, really. Um, and if their tickets were are astronomically expensive because everyone wants to go see My Chemical Romance again. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if they put out a new album, I would consider going to see them. I was going to try to go see Mayday Parade when they came through um, Canopy Club, but sadly, that's not happening anymore. Mm, yeah. <sighs> Rest in peace, Honestly. Spring Semester. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's been... A lot of like things that I'm like, oh, I could do this, and I'm like, oh, I can't though. Can't. And that's, yeah. Concerts have been a couple of those. We had Spring Jam that uh, was gonna Spring happen got canceled. Yeah. All of the fun concerts at Canopy are not happening. Canopy, yeah. all sorts of house shows around the same yeah. area. It's it's just unfortunate, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. Um, <laughs> are you guys going to Block by Block West? I actually might be. <laughs> I, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I was trying to decide. I is that that's Saturday, right? Uh, I think so. Saturday yeah. at three, three Eastern. Yeah, I I think it sounds like it'd be a fun time. It's definitely a good way to go support um, bands and stuff that you enjoy. Uh, make a donation. Yeah, if you can. for sure. Um, and I also think it's just like a fun little community get together. Like I think it's it's it shows that all of these bands care about their audiences and aren't just like in it for the money. I think it's like, hey guys. We enjoy you. We're sorry we had to cancel on you. So come, come watch us in come, Minecraft. We'll, we'll, we'll make it up. Come watch us in Minecraft. Um, and I think that's awesome. I think more bands should find like fun alternative ways to, to do stuff. Um, I mean, they could just do like live shows from their basements. Well, so the band that I love that I I talk about all the time, the Rex, have been doing, like a different member of their band will just do an Instagram live on their uh, on their Instagram. Like every day, um, and it's just, they've been doing that for like the last two weeks, where it's like Saturday or like Tuesday to Saturday or something like that. They'll just have someone doing a live stream every night, um, and I think that's a great way to interact with the community because I, I think they yeah, bring people on definitely. sometimes um, and promote the album they have coming out in like a week or two. Um, but yeah, I think that with all that being said. That's a, I'd say that's a pretty good place to call it for today. How do you how do you yeah, think, I Connor? Think so. um, I think that we've we've done a good job uh, covering Fallout Boy. Yeah, I think we gave him a nice a nice little look. Um, and if you guys listening to this had any um, have any like desires to go check him out, check him out. Fallout Boy, it's like yeah, they're one of the longest running groups, but th- it's for a reason. Um, and I think that they deserve it. And you guys should go 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 give them a listen. Um, but that's the end of our show today. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of our show today. Thanks for listening. I'm Austin Spaulding. I'm Connor Seco. And you've listened to flashback.